Welcome back. Here is part two with Heather Dubinetsky. Um, yeah, so 2020, it was September. Um, it was just a normal Saturday, a normal date night. Me and my husband were going out on a date. It was during COVID. Mm-hmm. So we were going out on an outside date night. And, you know, there was a lot going on in those months. And uh, September 2020, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember, well, on the way home from our date night, um, there was this song that came on the radio and it was, um, it's a Christian song about blessing generation to generation. And me and my husband were like singing it together and we're like, just like, you know, I was putting it on social media, like, um, Mm -hmm. the blessing, that's what it's called. And, um, it was just a regular, we got home early, you know, and Leo went out to water and he knew that Austin went out with friends to this, um, car show. It was a car show. Um, it was a meetup for Paul Walker's it was like an anniversary of his death. And so it was happening nationwide. Yeah. And, um, I put on this movie because I was like, Oh, it's early, you know? And I, I put this movie on and I was texting my dad and I said, Dad, look what movie I'm watching. It was a movie from the 90s or 80s, um, Red October, about mm, the Russians, you yeah. know? It was, it was like, movie. and it was just funny because, like, my husband's Slavic, you know? I was like, oh, remember this movie? And I was so scared about Russians. Anyway, so I was texting <laughs> my dad that night, which I don't, I wasn't, te- I would barely text my dad, like, on a Saturday night, yeah. you know? It was just kind of weird how it happened. And um, it was only, like, 9.30, and Leo's phone was ringing, and... I hear him saying, is it bad? Did it, was it his fault? And I'm like in my PJs and he was like, get your, get your, get, uh, put your clothes back on. We need to go to the hospital right now. And I was like, what, what happened? He's like, Austin's been in an accident. So I threw on a dress, um, and we're on our way and we're driving and he's like, it's really bad. It's really bad. And, and I'm like, I'm like, how bad? And wait, first, who called you? Just curious. Um, it was Austin's friend who okay, was there okay. with him that night. Okay. So uh-huh. you said how bad and what did he what? And um, Leo didn't tell me too much because he didn't really know that much either. And um, he knew, I think Leo knew he had been hit by a car. And um, I was just, we were just praying on the way to the hospital. And I just prayed, um, God, if this is your time to take Austin, I will not be angry. I know this would be your plan and this would be his time to go be with you. I had no like in my heart, you know, I just told that to God. I was like, I just talked to him like a father. And so we came to the um, emergency room and the the ambulance, we like showed up with the ambulance and um, I said, hi, I'm looking for my son. He was just taken here. And he's like, what's your son's name? And I said, his name's Austin Dubinetsky. And he's like, "Um, yeah, you're going to need to go into the ER. Like he didn't want, he knew it was bad and he didn't want to tell me. He didn't want to be the one to tell me. And so um, it was during COVID. So he was taken to UC Davis. And um, at that time, you know, you couldn't go in. It was like, you know, masked up and they actually let, me and Leo go into the waiting room and you know I just um his friend one of his friends who was there came and I just remember like crying on Carlos's shoulder like I didn't know what 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 happened and so we were waiting and they took us in the first time they took us into like one of the rooms and they said your son has been hit by a car 
you know, he was on the ground and he was hit. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know the extent of his injuries. I can't really tell you much, but he's in a coma right now. <clears throat> We're, we have to take out his spleen tonight. He might be rushed to emergency, other kind of surgeries for his brain. And I just like, I just oh couldn't gosh. believe it. Oh you know, gosh. like, I was like, how did this happen? Oh my gosh. And, you know, um, I just kept praying, you know, and then, um, it came to the point where they, they would let me go. It was at that point of night. It was like, by the time we heard all that, it was like 12 o'clock at night. There were people gathering outside the hospital, you know, my daughter and my other son. And, uh, they said, um, go wait in the hospital room. Well, I went to like the third floor, they were doing surgery and, um, it was so cold in there. And I was waiting all by myself from like, 12 o'clock at night till like five in the morning, just by myself, nobody there. And it was like, I was freezing in there and I was just like praying, you know? And, um, then at like six, seven in the morning, um, they had him stabilized and they put him in the ICU and, um, they said, okay, mom or dad, you could go in, you know? And so I went in, Leo, let me go in into the ICU and I remember the doctor, there was a, a, a team of doctors and they came, you know, to me and they said, your son is very, very, um, hurt or, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's injured, yeah. he's injured very badly. And, um, he has brain swelling. Um, he has, um, his spleen was taken out his whole, uh, pelvis, pelvis right? yeah. yes, was crushed. And right now, at this point, we're just trying to f- get his brain to, like, um, like s- the swelling to, you know, subside so we can get him in f- for surgery for the pelvis. And because he was, he couldn't be, um, he had to be laid flat because of the injury of the pelvis. But for the brain, it's better to be a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. elevated, elevated sitting. Mm-hmm. And um, the doctor told me, um, we don't know if he's going to make it. And... Um, We don't, you know, we don't know anything at this point. And he's like, and, but if he does, you have a long road ahead of you. And I just remember going, I'm his mom. Oh my gosh. I I will do what anything. Yeah. Oh my God. And so, um, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, you're just in a state of shock at that point, you know, like what, what that's going to look like what your future, what his future is going to look like. And, and so, um, I'm just, yeah, looking back on just how much support we had from people, you know, I did, like you said, I did put it out there on social media, um, because I had a following and I'm just like a person who's authentic and I share what's going on in my life, you know? And so I put it out there to please pray for my son and it was just crazy how many people were messaging me, people who were there the night of um, the accident. So let me go back to the accident and what okay. actually happened. Okay. So he went to this Paul Walker meetup, and there were families there because I had families messaging me that they were there. Um, and it was just a meetup in the Target parking lot in Atomas. And then towards the end of the night, when like maybe most of the families left, not all, um, someone took to the street outside of the Target parking lot and decided to um, start doing the um, those burnout donuts. Burnout things. donuts, yeah. yeah. And um, 
there was a huge, you know, people like they, they, they stand along watching in a circle and, um, he was taken under the car and it looked like, you know, there's different videos because now with social media, the whole thing was on film on Mm -hmm, video mm -hmm. and it was circulating and people were saying he was pushed. People were saying this and that. And, and to tell you the truth, like I never, I've never watched that video. I didn't want to see it. And, um, I still, Leo has, because he wanted, Austin has, Mm -hmm. after he got out of the coma, he wanted to see what happened. Of course, I would want, I'd want to see if it was me, but I wouldn't want to see my child. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard. I I just, you know, like everybody tells me, and now I know he's okay, but everyone's like, yeah, just don't watch it. I I mean, I've seen it. Don't watch it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he was, um, I mean, that, that in two months in the hospital, but um, the first week of the accident, um, you know, he had a brain surgery within two days. I yeah. think it was the second day he had his skull removed, part of his skull removed. And when I heard that he was going to have part of his skull removed, I'm like, are you serious? You know, I'm like, I'd never heard of it, you yeah. know? And they said, don't worry, we do this with brain injuries. It gives the brain room for swelling, you know? And so, Little by little, you know, through the week, like that week, um, you know, they they did probably two or three surgeries in the first week. You know, uh, the first week also happened a prayer night at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I wasn't able, I knew for my own self, I couldn't go down there. Mm -hmm. I was watching live. I was praying alongside. Mm -hmm. But in the place that I was, like, uh, emotionally, I would just break down. Like, it'd be really bad. You know, seeing all my friends praying and, you know, just, like, telling the story, you know, whatever. And so Leah was there. Um, Our people showed up a lot, right? Yeah, hundreds. Hundreds. Our pastor, he kind of led it with one of the um, helper pastors. He, He did the music. And people just prayed for my son. And it was so, like, I felt so much love. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When you see strangers yeah. coming to pray for your son. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and that night, our, one of our pastors, Pastor Ben, he prayed these words. He said, he, he said, God, show your glory. There are too many people watching this for people not to see how you can do a miracle. And that day after that bold prayer, I was like, I had faith. I had faith that God was going to heal Austin completely. And it's it's truly a miracle. I mean, there every along the step, you know, each step of the way being in the hospital day in and and day out, there were so many things that happened. I mean, my husband had had a dream. He saw the end. God showed him what was going to happen. One morning I was crying, woke up crying right before going to the hospital because it was get up every morning. I would do the day shift all day long with him. And uh, when you're just there and he's in a coma and he's a broken body and his, you know, the numbers, you're seeing the numbers for his brain swelling and the nurses come in and they're like, oh, it's not looking good, you know? Yeah. And you're, they, each day they come in and tell you different things like, you know, it, he could be brain dead, he could wake up a vegetable, or you could might have to take care of him, you know, all these different things. They don't give you the positive. They yeah. just give you what? They're trying to prepare you for the worst. They, they prepare yeah. you for the worst. 
And um, so every day you would get up, you go to the hospital. Yeah, I'd go there. 9 a.m. is the Mm -hmm. visiting hours. You can go at 9. It was during COVID, so it was like crazy long lines to get in every morning. So I'd get there early. And um, and then my husband would come like later in the day. <clears throat> I would tell him everything because he ha- he was trying to finish a project on our house because it was just a crazy time, you know. Right, and right. Um, plus work, you know. Yeah. And um, thankfully, his brothers filled in the gap on that. But yeah. um, and my son too helped a lot. My other and son, your dad, right? Uh-huh. Your dad. My dad lived with us yeah. for like three months yeah yeah so he was a big support too. what w- I remember watching on social media you would uh, play music um, you mm-hmm. put music in his room like every day <coughs> and you were like it's funny because it's not funny but it's interesting because it's like you were the most it's like you were filled with God's love like you just knew this was going to happen and you were not, I wouldn't say cheerful, but you seemed at peace. I, I and was. I don't know if it was just, I mean, you play the music and you go on social media and I'm here with Austin and we're playing, you know, whatever. And yeah. what, tell me about that. Um, so I love, um, I've always loved music and worship. And like, it's like my favorite thing. It's like mm-hmm. my time to be alone with God. And I do it at home all the time by myself. And I was literally praising God through the storm. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, I just had this peace. And I know it was only the peace that Jesus could give me because even Leo's sisters, they would come over by my house. And when I would like come home and I would just like kind of clean up and I would like, you know, be strong. And my uh, sister-in-law was like, Heather, I don't even know who you are. You're not even like breaking down, like falling apart, crying. And I was like, it's literally Jesus holding me together. Oh my gosh. It's him because I know me too, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I have this peace inside. Of course, there were times when I was there, you know, it was like a little scary when they tell me something, but then I would be like, nope, God. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, I believe. I believe in the power mm-hmm. of prayer and, and his power of, you know, what he can do and um, restore Austin and... You know, there was um, Lincoln Brewster had an album. Uh, it was his latest album, and there was the song um, "Miracles Take Time." Mm-mm. And the 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 words. I mean, he wrote the whole album when his wife had cancer, okay. and it was like his journey. And those songs, I just like, I literally played his album every day mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. and um and also hope darst peace be still like the mm-hmm. song peace be still and i just felt the peace you know it's like i had peace inside you know and um that's amazing uh it i can't even imagine it, it was only i'm telling you to go in day out day yeah. out you know to yeah. the hospital and you know who's in control because at that point you're you you don't have any control. Nope. And you and I just told God, I'm like, God, I trust you. I know what you like. You won't give me anything I can't, can't handle. handle. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, like you completely surrendered I, to whatever's yeah, going to happen. I did. Happen. I yeah. did. I surrendered. And I, like reading the book of Job too, and what he he went through in his life, and how he um, 
you know, stayed with God through it all, mm-hmm. through, through everything, mm-hmm. and never lost his faith. Mm-hmm. And um, it's crazy because the week before this happened, um, we were reading the book of, in the Romans, mm-hmm. um, I think it's Romans, and it's Paul talking, consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, we were just going through trials, like learning about it, and I'm having a trial, and I'm like, and I need to trust in him, yeah. you know, through this trial. And also, um, in Psalms, it talks about, um, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And it says, I will walk through. Mm-hmm. And so I just like kept clinging to that. Like, yeah. I will not be in this hard time forever. Right. I will be able, able I, he's going to walk me through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and even he gave me little glimpses of hope. He gave us little glimpses, you know, of what we needed on that day. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, God, I, I see you gave me that little mm-hmm. hope, that glimpse of hope, you know, yeah. of, of his progression and how fast it went. Yeah. Because what, so he, <clears throat> it was grim starting out. Yeah. And it didn't look good. And um, I remember feeling like, um, just from the outside looking in, that it looked like, okay, he was going to make it, mm-hmm. most likely, but it wasn't going to be good. Like, mm-hmm. he would probably end, it was going to be a, maybe a very slow recovery. Yeah, who knows? I mean, when they gave the diagnosis for the brain, yeah, ac- they if, uh, brain accidental injury, they had, like, they gave me that diagnosis for him. Um, from an MRI, and they said, and that's when they told me when he wakes up from this coma, he can be anywhere from, you know, a vegetable or to a state where he will never be the same. That was the axis. Yeah. Yes. That and, would, and 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 if you look up brain axonal injuries, mm-hmm. it's a very grim. Like I looked it up. I googled it after they told me that because I was on my own. I was by myself. You know, I was yeah. like. Uh, I remember calling Leo when they told me that, and even my mom Googled it. Everybody was Googling it, and it looked very grim. And Leo was at home. He was in Sophia's room when he heard that, when I called him and told him the di- that diagnosis. And he's like, nope. No, I won't God, it. Yeah. God, God is yeah. going to heal him. Nope, I, I don't believe it. He's yeah. like, I believe that God is, God didn't keep him alive this long for it to just, you know. And you wouldn't have the peace that you had. In your, I feel like you knew in, yeah. in your soul, you knew. Yeah. Um, so I remember when they started turning down, mm-hmm, I don't know the technical mm-hmm. terms, for him to come out of the coma yeah. little by little yeah. by little by little. Yeah. What was coming out of his coma? What was that like? Uh, um, at first, you know, when they're turning it down, it's it's not that bad. But when it's getting closer and closer and he's like getting more awake, it's not like what the movies say, like, oh, no. hi, mom and dad. Eyes pop open. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, hi, and it's a reunion. Uh, no, it's it's literally like he was um, a different person. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would um, – they literally had to tie him down, um, strap him down to the bed and put gloves on his hands so he wouldn't rip off the machines. <gasps> 
And at that point, he was still hooked up to a ventilator. And so he was very uncomfortable. And I just kept telling him, like, Austin, Austin, I'm here with you. You know, I mean, even the fact, the crazy thing is, is when they were taking down the, the meds, he was still on a super high dose. Mm-hmm. And one day he, he uh, we were, uh, I went down to go get a coffee and one of the nurses, um, bless her heart, she, um, I came back up and she's like, Heather, she's like, he moved. Like, you know, cause they test them, they hit yeah. them, they, they, they test to see if they feel any pain, if yeah. they move, you yeah, know? Yeah. And she's like, Heather, I told Austin to move his shoulder and he did it. And I was like, are you serious? And, and she's like, yes. And he's still super sedated. I'm like, she's like, let me try it again. And so she tried it and he, and, and he didn't do it. And she's like, Heather, I promise he did it. I was like, no, I believe you. And, um, and literally it was that same day, three hours later, he did it again. And Leo came in the room mm-hmm. and he, he, he came up to Austin. He's like, Austin, dad's here. Mm-hmm. And he quickly opened his eyes and looked at Leo. I remember that. He, yeah. He's right. He recorded yes, it, right? Yes, he yeah, recorded it. Oh, my gosh. I so it, that, that was literally like another, I mean, that, there were just these little things that happened that gave me like so much like, he's going to be okay. Yeah. I know it. I know it. Yeah. You know, like, like I, I just knew it. And so, um, you know, when he was coming out of the Kona, when he came more and more too, it was my birth. I remember on my birthday, October 12th, um, you know, it's like, whew, this is a hard birthday, right. you know? And, um, but he was uh, fully awake, um, but he was still going through the t- transition where he's like punching and hitting and he was screaming obscenities. Mm-hmm. Which is, we, we should tell everybody what Austin's normal yeah. demeanor is. Yeah, he's very quiet. Yeah. He doesn't do those kind of things. He's like, just like more shy. He's like a very like good kid. Well mannered. You know, yeah, yeah well mannered. And then when I heard him like swearing and like flipping me off, I was like, what is this? And I would cry. I would be in the corner crying. The days felt like, the, the, the days felt so long to me. It was so exhausting because it was so hard for me to see him in, like this. What you did know? they tell you about that? They told me, um, several nurses had to tell me because <laughs> I would be like crying. And they're like, Heather, no, this is really good that he's doing this. He's, you wouldn't want him to just be laying there. Right. Okay, you know, yeah, it's him fighting sense. it off. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, um, it's the body coming off the drugs, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and... And so I was like, okay, you know, I, I, tr- I trust you. They're like, yeah, we've even had a pastor who was like, same thing was coming on and doing some crazy, oh saying crazy gosh. things, you know, that he would never say. And I was like, okay, okay. you know, that makes me feel better. But I remember like, it was literally like I had been all day with him and he was like saying things and he was uncomfortable. He still had, it. he was still on the ventilator. It was so hard. I just wanted that ventilator out for him mm-hmm. because he was so... Um, not comfortable and then seeing your son like you know having to be changed and like mm-hmm. it was just it's it, it was a lot you know and he got uncomfortable about it and it was like yeah so that was a hard time remember leo came in and he was like austin why is your mom crying you know like <laughs> and he's like what i didn't make her cry you know he was kind of like yeah. looking at leo like no because yeah. he would ask him a question instead of him having to say you yeah. know but that passed within, it was probably a good almost two weeks that that was going okay, on. Okay, that was my next yeah. question. How long did that last yeah, for? Yeah, it was two weeks. 
And he was even moved into another room. He was moved out of the ICU, but he still had to have someone watch him at night to make sure he didn't get out of the gloves and start taking stuff off, you know, like the wire, you know, all the cords and the wires and stuff. So how long from, um, so when he, when he, he was in a full coma for a whole month. Okay, and then how? And then they started like lowering the dose, you and know. Then, and during that coma, he had several surgeries. Right. He, ha- he had, you know, like he had the pelvis, pelvis, he had the brain. Like the, um, um, he had three, yeah, two, three yeah. brain surgeries. Um, no, he had two. And then Spleen. even uh, um, no, he had a blood clot, uh-huh. and so they had to go in and do something for that. Uh-huh. You know, it was it was a lot of different little things that were kind of happening because when your body is laying like that for a whole month, gosh, it's crazy what happens. Yeah. Um, what What was the date that he got out of the hospital? Was it like around Thanksgiving? I want to. Yeah, say? it was right before Thanksgiving. It was like a week and a half before Thanksgiving. Okay. So November eleventh, and you know he was in. Um, the crazy part is, is like I ask him, Austin. I'm like, do you remember the hospital? Like, you remember coming out of the coma, or like, do you remember that room when we moved to that room? He's like, nope. I just remember my last week, basically. Really? Yes. When he was just doing the. Um, Rehabilitation, rehabilitation yeah you know speech therapy all those things when they come in and do all you know see, teach you how to take a shower and you know see how your speech is see if you know your abc see if you can write like it was like learning everything all over again you know but he, he just kept saying it's like this is stupid this is you know he just kept saying I'm, i want to go home i want to oh go gosh. home you know i was like austin just just do what they say you know and i i even was like you know, they wanted to push out his date to like go home. And I was like, I think he's going to start healing yeah. and doing better and Once like pushing himself more when he's home. Yeah. You know, he's been here like for a while. Yeah. And he'll be comfortable in the bed. And, you know, they were figuring all that because he was in a wheelchair from mm-hmm. not, he couldn't walk because of the pelvis surgery. Right. And, um, yeah, but he still had to have the brain surgery. They wanted to put his skull back in before we left. Okay. So he, they did do that. Did that. Sometimes they send you home, you know, with like a helmet. Right. Um, but with his, they they put it, they put the skull back in, and um, it was, he was kind of swelling up in the head, mm-hmm. they were like something, and so they ended up having to put a filter, uh, like a shunt, a shunt. Yeah. And so that they had to see again. That kind of like made the process, you know, before he did rehabil- rehabilitation, go a little bit longer. Um, but he still has the shunt in his head. Yeah. He's got, yeah. Yeah, I know somebody that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump ahead yep. really quick because I know people are probably really wondering, those who don't know you, um, we're coming up on three years. Um, let's just fast forward and tell us how he is today. Oh, my goodness. He's like, you know, the same person. Like, you would never know. Never know. If you saw him, you would never know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> by even talking to him the only way you will know is by the scars on his body if he's in a bathing suit you know you see his scars he proudly you know like does his hair and you can see the scars on the side of his head from his brain surgery I mean he's literally a walking testimony totally being a miracle totally a walking testimony Mm -hmm. um you took your social media immediately uh you know for all of us to lift him up in prayer um there was an army people who were active believers and even non-believers who rallied around Mm -hmm. you in prayer and support. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned to me that sharing Austin's journey and your faith, um, that he would be restored. You, you've said that this touched the hearts and souls of several non-believers who sent Mm -hmm. messages confiding in you that, uh, 
what you shared ignited something within them, causing them to explore their own faith. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, I had so many messages, even not even when Austin came all the way to his, you know, back to his full self. But, um, you know, I had messages like halfway through when he woke up and, you know, people are like, wow, I truly believe in God. I see the power of prayer. Like I had my doubts and I kind of walked away from the faith and, you know, a lot of young people messaging mm-hmm. me that, mm-hmm. um, I had people messaging me, you know, like, cause I would show like him walking at home, like, you know, getting better and better, you know, yep. and, you know, just constantly constant messages mm-hmm. of, People saying, I didn't believe in the power of, you know, prayer and Mm -hmm. and I didn't believe in God and now I do, Mm -hmm. you know, I I had, you know, past pain against, you know, but I see like your faith and what God does and, and, um, yeah, so that was like so cool. Even I remember when we were going to the mall, um, after his, you know, when he got home, cause he couldn't remember passwords to his computer and everything was kind of like, we had to have Apple work on things and stuff and cause he had changed them so many times mm-hmm. and he like, you know, when you change yeah. passwords, you yeah. forget. So I remember going to the Apple store and you know, he wasn't still in the wheelchair at that time. And we were like leaving the mall and this, this couple came up to the, came up to us and they're like, Oh, we were following you. You know, I mean, I had random people coming up. I met people oh like I'd be in Nordstrom, I remember, and they ha- would hear my voice and they're like, Heather. And they're like, we, I started following you after your accident, your son's accident. And and just watching you go through that hard time, you know, and mm-hmm. how you leaned on your faith and God. And like, I saw the power of prayer and, you know, just like. It, yeah. it was, it's like what, you know, they, they could see how mm-hmm. Je- what Jesus did for me, how he was yeah. by my side, my peace inside, you know? And, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I met a lot of people, you yeah. know, in And that it's way. hard for those who are listening, who, you know, were not there to see it happen real time. Like some of us were, it was miraculous. It mm-hmm. was, I mean, I'm just getting chills. It was so miraculous to watch okay there is like simultaneous like there's the heartbreak that you're feeling for her because you you can't even imagine Mm -hmm. being in those shoes and then there's like this miracle that starts to play out slowly but surely Mm -hmm. slowly but surely and you and meanwhile her faith is just never wavering and it's like you're watching a miracle happen in real time and you are just in awe i can't even explain it but i just I mean, I would cry. Mm-hmm. I would send the video to my son because my son yeah. uh, was just a couple years younger than yours. Yep. And he's a car guy. Yeah. Look at Austin. Look, you know, it was the the most miraculous thing I've ever seen with my own two eyes in real life. If And it's hard to explain, like I said, listening to it now, but re- watching it real time was just, I even remember telling my mom when it happened, I said, you're not going to believe this. Remember that girl, Heather, mm-hmm. you know, lives in, yeah. um, until I told her and she's in, we had a cousin who, um, like a distant cousin, who was who got hit by a car when he was on a bike on Greenback oh, Lane, wow. um, crossing the street on like a crosswalk, um, and he was permanent brain damage, oh. never the same. Had to live at home forever. Probably mm. everything they told you Austin would be. So my mom was like, "Oh, he's probably gonna end up uh-huh. like Michael," and like just uh-huh. was like healed. And I'm like, "No," and yeah. that's what you thought when we mm-hmm. when we all saw it. It's like, oh, because yeah. there was no way that somebody that had been through, and I did see the video unfortunately mm-hmm. could ever come out uh, restored normal yeah yeah to normal and not only that like he, he 
I don't, I mean, you said he like picked up a ta- like piano, like yeah, some other stuff Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Too. Yeah, when he was healing, he started going to things that he would never go to, like the piano and just, he, he wouldn't have the patience for that, you know, and he started playing piano. I'm like, what the heck? Who is this like, guy? Suddenly you know? he knows how to But, play you piano. know, like he did it for a while and now he's back to his car thing, you know, okay. like uh, he, he loves cars, loves working on them, loves helping his friends work so on didn't them. didn't stop his nope. love of cars. Nope. Um, so we are going to have people from all sorts of backgrounds who will listen to this episode, believers, non-believers, people mm-hmm. who are unsure about what they believe. Um, if, if they are questioning whether or not there is a God, if Jesus is real, if they're questioning whether or not, um, if they were to say a prayer, if that prayer would be heard, if that's where they're at in this moment after hearing your story, what would you tell them? I would tell him that. He hears every prayer that we pray to him. He hears our words. I mean, Jesus came as a man. He he was fully human. He he knew. He felt. He felt what it like our pain. Mm-hmm. Like he, what it was to be human. Mm-hmm. You know, when his friend, like when his friend Lazarus died. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those the two smallest words in the sentence in the Bible. Jesus wept mm-hmm. because he felt pain. He knows what we feel. He knows what we're going through, and. Um, I just say, like, cry out to him. You know, I've seen so many miracles after Austin's miracle of faith restored, people who never believed believing. Um, and them and seeing I, the power in their own lives. Yes, mm-hmm. you know. I, yeah. I mean, even my own sister, you know, my own brother, you know, yeah. they've, they've you know, like, when they would normally say, yeah, there's there's no God, you know, and they they saw the power of of God and um they it's, tell me it really softened their heart yeah. you know and like my brothers reading the bible now you know just opening their hearts you know like um yeah i know when we open your heart and you like reach out you know we're not just here on earth to just live you know like we're here for a purpose and it will i it's not going to end here on the earth. This this world is not my home. No, I know where I'm going, and sure. um, I just I just you know pray and hope that, that I always like because I saved all the stories on my Instagram of like what we went through, and I want to share the testimony you know of how faithful God is, and even if Austin wouldn't have been fully restored, you know, like. I would still fully put my trust in, in the yeah. Lord because this world is not an easy, it's, it's li- life is not going to be no. easy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's pain, mm-hmm. there's heartache. I've been through it in my life, you know, mm-hmm. but when you, I, I believe that when you turn to him and you ask him for help, he hears and he will direct you and he will put the right people at the right time in your, in your life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fully agree. And I also agree that he uses, um, Pain for what's purpose. The way, yeah, what's the way to say that? Yeah, yeah pain for I, purpose. I truly exactly. believe pain for purpose, yeah. you know? Like what you go through in your life, you know, it's there's a purpose behind it. If you could start to look at your experience, I mean, I learned this at some point, I'm not even sure when, that I started to look at my pain or whatever I was going through as mm-hmm. what is this here to teach me? Mm-hmm. What is God trying to teach me? Where is he trying to take me? Yeah. And just kind of sitting with that, having the awareness that everything we – endure is there to teach us something Mm -hmm. so it's there by design and i mean we always and i will say it brings me it brought me closer to the lord you know yeah being going through that hardship you know like um i've actually felt so loved being in that trial 
and feeling the peace that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I feel so loved by him right now. Like that he's giving me this yeah. peace, you know, like yeah. he cares about me. Yeah. So what I'm curious, how did it, did it, did it change Austin's faith at all? I mean, I know he's probably had faith even beforehand. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, I, I realized it was a miracle. Uh, yeah, I, I, he, he does know. He's just more quiet about it, is, yeah. you know. Um, but he, he realizes, um, like he's going off to that Monterey Car Week, and oh, he's yeah. he he's he's putting all the stickers of like his beliefs on his car. He he's like, you know, he's unashamed. Yeah, you know, he's not ashamed to share his story and. Um, so inspiring yeah so inspiring he knows he knows that he's been given a second chance you know he's been given given a second chance yeah i mean oh god i could just say so much but i'm just so i'm i'm so i'm so relieved for you i'm so happy for you i'm so in awe of of it's it's like what that gentleman was saying uh, when you were in the hospital and they all gathered at, at the hospital, mm-hmm. God show us your glory. That's yeah. exactly what happened. Yep. And it's just, um, ah, just not, re- not a day goes by, not a moment goes by, not a morning. Every morning I'm like so grateful, you mm-hmm. know, like I just thank God. I just talk to him and I'm like, thank you, Lord, you know, for what you did for, for Austin, you know, like I'm just so thankful. Yeah. It's Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to wrap this up. But before I do, is there anything else you want to add? I, I know we covered a I lot. I just want to say I'm so happy for you for this journey oh. because, like, knowing you for 10 years mm-hmm. and, like, everything you've been through in your life. And Thank um, you. I'm just – I know this is – the right place for you to for you to be and for you to do what for what you to do because um you have like such a gift thank you of empathy and like talking to people and being a good listener and that's not a lot of people have that gift well it comes from being really nosy and that's (laughs) where it all started and never grew out of it i don't think it's nosy i think you just love learning i do well i'm a very curious person very inquisitive and i just it's not hard for me to um listen i I enjoy it a lot um i'm very entertained by human by just hearing people's stories yeah um, and I, when realizing that actually listening to people's stories, I could actually do that for a job and I could actually use it for good. I was like, oh, I found my yeah. perfect job. Yeah. So one thing led to the next and here we are. Um, as we close, I just want to thank you for joining us today and for telling your story so openly. But most of all, I want to thank you for being a source of inspiration and encouragement to so many of us who know you and even those who maybe have never met you, but who watch you online. Cause I know a lot of people listening will be from, um, from your following you are the real deal you are as kind and as compassionate as they come and i am honored to call you a friend thank you for being here and to all of our listeners thank you guys for joining us and we will see you next week bye guys that's all for this episode of humanity unlocked do you have a personal story to share with us we're all ears visit humanityunlockedpodcast.com and send us an inquiry thanks so much for listening And if you enjoyed this conversation, please leave us a five-star review and hit subscribe to hear weekly episodes of our show.